Welcome to Football on the Rocks, the number one fantasy football and whiskey podcast where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the competition. Join us over the next few weeks as we prepare for the 2021 football season and walk you through our ultimate mock draft, position by position rankings, draft strategies, and everything else you'll need to prepare for the start of the season. So pour yourself a glass and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts as we guide you to the fantasy football promised land. Hello and welcome to Football on the Rocks. I'm Joe Niehoff. I'm joined by John and Bobby as usual. Um, tonight I am drinking uh, a newfound favorite called Straight Edge. Um, actually, last night in my hockey match, uh, I had one of the guys there ask me what I was drinking and like what my favorite uh, whiskey or bourbon was or scotch and uh, they listened on the last episode and I told them that I had Woodford's probably one of my favorites got in the decanter you guys heard me drinking that one on the first night um, but I would say I think straight edge is moving up the ladder um, it's definitely it's definitely one of my favorites super easy drink smooth I love it uh, if you haven't tried it yet I'd recommend it um, but uh, John what are you drinking tonight yeah, someone smart must have recommended that one to you, Joe. <laughs> Not recommended. You <laughs> lost a bet, and I am loving it. Now I've, I've bought a, a bottle for myself. So, Actually, two bottles for myself. That's how much I liked it. Yeah, I'm drinking Heaven's Door uh, double barrel whiskey. It's not bad. Recommend it from the local shop. Hmm. The, the, yeah, good. Yeah. I like it. Bobby, how about you? What you got on your, your cup tonight? Uh so I'm looking at uh, what's called a Rainbow Road. Um, it's actually a Rainbow Sherbert Sour made by Tin Whiskers <laughs> Brewery here in uh, St. Paul. V- highly recommended brewery if you ever find yourself around there. Um, but they literally put Rainbow Sherbert into this thing, and it comes through. I mean, it, if we talk about flavor in a beer, I mean, this thing pops you right in the mouth. Um, fantastic brewery and a fantastic brew i think it's pretty clear at this point that bobby doesn't like regular beer like he won't drink a bud light if you threw one at him he'd be like i will not have Thank- this water <laughs> i mean i mean i won't i won't not have a free beer but i'm not going to order and and like give my guest a uh, a water if they ask me for a beer i'm not gonna give them a water like a Coors Light, or even like a Bud Heavy, like that. Yeah, Bud Heavy. Yeah, it's really flavorful. No, it's not. It's water with <laughs> a little bit of extra wheat in it, more than the Bud Light has. So, Bobby, um, would you say it punches you in the mouth more than a Carolina Panther safety? Um, <laughs> I can't say that I know what that is like, but uh, I would imagine that the Carolina Panther safety maybe punches a little harder. I mean, he did. He did get cut off, cut from the team for that one punch. So, yeah, that might have done it in. Who knows? All right. Well, diving into what we're talking about tonight on our fantasy football side of our podcast, um, we are finishing up our mock draft, our ultimate mock draft, with rounds five and six. This is only six rounds that we're doing for you guys. And as a reminder, this is a full PPR. um, Twelve team mock draft. So I'm going to go through the first six picks to kind of get us started here. 
talk about some some unique things we found in rounds five and six. We'll wrap this up with kind of telling you our favorite teams are at this point in the draft. So to go over again, now we're in round five. So this is pick number 49 um, for team number one, which is currently uh, CMC. That's Christian McCaffrey, uh, Kittle, Keenan Allen, DJ Moore. And with the fifth round pick, they're taking Kenny Galladay. Um, team number two has uh, Dalvin Cook, Sanders, A.J. Brown, Robert Woods. And with pick number 50, they take CeeDee Lamb. Team number three is Henry, Michael Thomas, C.E.H., Murray, Deontay Johnson was taken with pick number 51. Then we have Alvin Kamara on team number four, Swift, Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, and Dak Prescott taken at pick number 52. Team number five has uh, Barkley, DJ Metcalf, Mr. Gibson, Cooper Cup, OBJ Odell Beckham Jr. at pick number 53. And finally, our sixth team has Jonathan Taylor, Justin Jefferson, Julio Jones, Travis Etienne, and taking Chase at number 54. So those are our first six picks in round five. Um, really where we're going to start with this, uh, I think, is you know one thing we've noticed around five, and you haven't heard them yet, um, limited running backs taken around five. And I guess my question for you two tonight to start this off is where is the value? Where do you see value in players in round five? Is this where quarterback value starts coming in? Is there some tight ends maybe um, that now start sneaking into this point of the draft? Or is it still you know, mostly some depth-wide receivers? Or is there a running back that you take? Uh, John, I'm going to start with you. What do you think? Yeah, I think most of the value at running back is gone now. Like the the last guy I had that had a lot of upside was Etienne, and he got drafted round four. So in round five and six, I like looking for upside. I just don't see a ton of upside in the running backs that are left. So that's where I think there's a lot of value in. We've only had three quarterbacks drafted. Um, and I like going quarterback when I don't have a running back or a wide receiver I want to draft. And then there are by five, six wide receivers I like in this round. So I'm looking at either getting one of the wide receivers I like or getting a quarterback if I don't have one in the top two. Yeah, and I, I kind of go a little bit opposite. I'm not really looking at quarterback just yet. Um, I've Just quarterbacks, especially in a, in a single quarterback league, uh, which is what we're drafting here. Um, there's so much depth at the position. Uh, that you really can wait. I mean, if you look at some history in terms of who are guys in the last few years that you're taking really late, but just absolutely popping for you. I mean, we go back last year, you're looking at Herbert. He was undrafted, and he wasn't even starting at the beginning of the year. Uh, so you, you were probably crazy or in a home league out in San Diego or L.A. Um, if you were uh, if you're taking him in a, in a draft. Um year before that, I mean, we're looking at what Lamar Jackson at one point. He was going in the 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th round. Um, even Mahomes in his second season after he sat for that first year. So, essentially his rookie year, he wasn't taking the top six rounds either. There, There's just so much depth at the position. 
And if you are able to play it right, play the matchups and, and get the right guys at the right time, uh, you can end up with someone from waivers in the middle of the year that's going to hopefully be able to put up that quarterback number that you're looking for. Um, so I don't like to use high draft stock on a quarterback uh, personally, but that's being said, if we're looking at someone like, I mean, you're looking at Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, you're going to set yourself apart in that position, uh, but is it going to be big enough of a difference versus that difference that you're going to get maybe in that flex spot? If, if let's say rounds one through four, you went two running backs, two wide receivers, and you grab another receiver like uh, a, a Galladay Lamb, Deontay Johnson, Beckham Jr., as we've uh, said as some of those guys taken in the early parts of the fifth round, that's going to set you apart in a different way um, and, and maybe more significant way, especially once those bye weeks come around, once some injuries hit and all that kind of stuff. I think that Rainbow IPA smacked you in the face on your first sip because – I'm sorry, but like, you know, if we're talking about value here, you're saying if if I'm like, just to kind of go with your analogy, Bobby, what you're saying is that if in your draft strategy, you are comfortable taking Justin Fields in the, say, 12th round to be your starting quarterback instead of Dak Prescott in the fifth round, just so you can have other players. Like, that's what you're saying now. Like, listen, you mentioned Herbert, Rookie of the Year last year. Right. And Jackson, MVP. Right? And, oh, and the other guy you mentioned was Mahomes. Okay. So you're, you're giving great examples of players that had phenomenal seasons in those first years as having any bit of relevance. What right, about look the quarterbacks at, look at where, that look, didn't, Bobby? What about the to, quarterbacks that didn't? There's way more of those that you could have taken later on in the draft that you could have taken and that, that failed for you. So I think if you're talking pure value, I'm sorry, but I'm going to take the known asset in like a Dak Prescott at this point in the draft. And again, known, he's got an injury. I'm just giving him an example. Or even last round, we took Kyler Murray. I'm taking guys like that as quarterbacks in these spots because there's value there compared to the, you know, like, okay, here's an example, Kirk Cousins. We all like the Vikings, right? Well, Kirk Cousins, you know, the question on him is, yeah, he could have a good fantasy football season, but he could also hand the ball off to Delvin Cook all the time and not have very many points. So there there is a gap between the top, you know, seven quarterbacks and say quarterback number 20, which in a sense, you know, in your example, you're talking about taking quarterback number 20 off the board. Now, again, you're hoping at all you're no, but you're hoping that quarterback 20. I'm not saying that 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 is is not at all starter and and ends up being a top. You ends up being a top 20 guy. I mean, a top five guy by the end of the season, like Herbert did last year. But that's what I'm saying. You're taking so, that risk, and we're looking for value. I, I don't know. I think you're drinking too much. I Well, that might be also true. There could be two truths happening at the same time there. Uh, but what I'm saying is that the gap between, let's say, in, in this round here, we, we said what Dak Prescott was going, right? Um, the gap between someone like Dak Prescott and 
Ryan Tannehill, Jalen Hurts, Matthew Stafford, guys that you're getting potentially rounds later, um, isn't very big. We're talking maybe three points per game. Yeah, but that, that wins you that's a week. Not, that's not going to – if three points per game, uh, if, if that three-point difference isn't made up by the guy that you're taking because your flex position is going to be far more superior – than someone who's taking a quarterback in the first six rounds. Your your flex position, your tight end position, your backups even. I mean, when you do hit those bye weeks and injuries do inevitably happen to your team, you're not having to trade bigger assets in order to fill those smaller roles. Uh, that's, again, this is my philosophy on how things work. And it's a philosophy that has worked for me in many seasons, especially – uh, in our home league here, Joe, and I'm currently looking at the trophy that my wife won last year. Um, <laughs> let's see, you're on who? here. You're one looking at the time. trophy who who won last year? My wife. And you want us to listen to you? Yeah. Why, why, I, well, just call Emily. He's he's about me. to say this is how many championships you have. So let's hear um, how many you got. Uh, well, I'm I'm seeing my name on here three times. I'm mm-hmm. trying to find your name, Joe. Where's your name? I'm on there twice. Oh, Joe's dick. on here one time. I'm on there twice. I've won that Once. league twice. So, Bobby, here's here's the counter to that. John's and, on here once, and he's only been in the league three years. So, so Bobby, here's here's the counter to that. You have to look at how your how your league normally drafts and how drafts are going this year. Quarterbacks this year in the drafts I've been doing have been going a lot faster than than you would normally expect. Right. And so, to use and- Stafford and Dak as an example, last year before Dak got injured, he was averaging 30 points a game, which would have put him at, if he did that for 16 games, that would have put him at 480 points. Stafford last year got 300 points. So if you were relying well, on that, Sta- then you have... Okay. Stafford's on a completely different team now. Um, and so well, that, that analogy... Does- but look at, okay, looking at, let's say you got the, the top eight quarterbacks get taken. Yeah, that means there's four other teams in a 12-team league that do not have a quarterback. How soon are those four teams who have, let's say, anywhere from, you got Mahomes, Allen, Rodgers, Murray, Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, and for sake of argument, let's throw Justin Herbert in at eight. Okay? There's still Stafford, Brady, Tannehill, Hurts, Cousins, Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. You're going to get at least one of those guys and be fine at the position and have an advantage in trades later on because you have better assets sitting on your bench that are going to pop, like a Deontay Johnson. Um, he's one guy that I, I'm big on, Deontay Johnson. Um, you know, he what finished as like wide receiver 22 last year. Um, in total fantasy points, wide receiver 24 in points per game with about 12 points per game. And that's even with having lost a couple of games due to some slight injuries. Um, I mean, he, he's got the ability to pop. So one thing that really stands out for me with Deontay Johnson is of the 67 skill position players, so running back, wide receiver, tight end, that played 700 or more offensive snaps last year. He is among Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, 
Travis Kelsey, Stefan Diggs, Calvin Ridley, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, Allen Robinson. He's in that group of players that got the highest points per snap. He's, All right, I'm going to stop you for a he, second. He's going to return to you high value in the fifth round. I got Someone a point who to make. you could potentially trade for, you know, put him with that quarterback that you grabbed, and now all of a sudden you got Lamar Jackson on your team. I, I got I got a point to make real quick because I think it's a very good one before we get too far away from the quarterbacks. So now you're talking about Deontay Johnson here. So on the quarterback thing, Bobby, the first six quarterbacks you mentioned, this is this is how I feel about it, and this is part of the reason why I think there's value in the top quarterbacks versus kind of going with one of those Tom Brady-type guys later on in the draft. The first six quarterbacks you mentioned could win you a week. And what I mean by that is those guys have the ability to throw out a 35-point week, a 40-point week, and, and have huge days for their teams, huge days for your fantasy team. On average, however, they're probably going to be pretty close to every other quarterback, and that's what every other quarterback is as well. But those guys have the ability to just go out there and win you a week. The other ones behind them, they really don't. And if they do, it's abnormal. Like Tannehill, for example. Could he throw for four touchdowns and 350 yards in a week? Maybe sneak a run in there to have five touchdowns? Maybe. But who's more likely to do that? Dak or Tannehill? Right. I so can't, my point I, is, I can't argue not with that you there it's, on it's that. Not that it's not that you're wrong about the fact that there's depth at the quarterback position. I'm asking for value in this spot. And I see a guy like a Prescott. I see a guy like Jackson in this case. And you guys might make fun of me for my pick last year with Jackson. But that's okay. I'm aware of how bad that draft was. Um, and, and, and Herbert, you know, these kind of guys, like they to me are valuable in these spots because they have the ability to right. still win you a week at quarterback. Because after them, you're just like saying, I'm, I'm giving in. My quarterback's going to get me 18 to 20 points a week, and I'm happy. Which team yeah. do you want to have? It's up to you. But in my experience, the teams that win in these types of leagues have one of two things. Number one, they have a good quarterback scoring them 25 to 30 points a week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, there's six or seven quarterbacks that can do that. So that's one of the things that teams that win fantasy football championships have. The other thing they have is depth. So finding a way to get both of those things on your squads is difficult to do. Um, But, yeah, this is where, you know, where does the quarterback come in? How do you want to construct your team? All these things kind of come into play. And so for a quick second to go back to my argument when I was saying, hey, there are guys like, you know, when when Mahomes had his first – true rookie season i mean he he sat out that first year his first true rookie season he wasn't drafted in the first six rounds he was maybe an eighth to twelfth round but pick. you can't i'm sorry i gotta no, stop but you there's again, always you a guy like keep that. going there's back to guys like, guy Mahomes. like that bob there, you can't keep going to guys like Joe, them there's one every year there's one sure every there, year i don't disagree with you but that's you're you would be absolutely stupid to have that be the one quarterback you draft. Did like, I ever I say to like the... if, if In your strategy, Bob, I can see guys going out and getting like, like, okay, here's an example. I'm going to use Kirk Cousins because he's just the average quarterback. Okay. 
I could see people going out and drafting like Kirk Cousins and say round 10 and backing that up in round 12 with Justin Fields, hoping that Justin Fields becomes the next Pat Mahomes, whatever you want to call it. But knowing in a worst case scenario, I got a quarterback that's going to get me 15 to 25 points a week and I'm happy like that. I get, but that is a risk you take because if you're wrong and that guy does not become that player, you are cutting your team off at the freaking knees, dude. Okay. You can think that. We'll see. Uh, uh, my trophy speaks for itself with my three championships. Bobby, and, you've won three watching. championships in a league filled with our wives, our mother, our grandmother, and She's a couple of anymore. buddies. Okay. How many, how many of you and won, who Joe? Every year you find a way to figure out how to rate trade somebody to make your team better. Trust yeah, me. I mean, Bobby, you get your dad drunk and then convince him to trade you Mahomes for Rodgers. That was a good trade. Absolutely, that, that was, was a good terrible trade. trade. I can't even believe you're still. I mean, you're proud of that. It's like Bobby's well, like, I'm gonna steal this candy from this baby, and then I'm gonna show off about it and tell all my friends. He I mean, needed, Bobby, that's elder abuse. He needed to win <laughs> that week, and Kansas City was on by. I was comfortably in playoff position. We made a trade for two top tier quarterbacks one clearly a little bit better than the other two top tier co- oh my god and uh and it worked out for me really well so those are two top tier quarterbacks um where do you have rogers ranked on your list um he will be moving up on my list now that he's actually playing yeah but where where would he be where would he be let me take a look where's my i got i gotta pull up my uh top tier guys here um Come on. All right, guys I would have in front of Aaron Rodgers this year. No, just give me a number. I don't want to know the guys. I want to know the number. Because you oh. say he was top tier. Four. He's not – okay. So you have him, what, ahead of Dak? Because there's no way he's ahead of Kyler Murray with your love for Kyler Murray. Right. So you have him ahead of Dak. You have him ahead of Jackson. You have him ahead of Herbert. You have him ahead of – Wilson. Wilson. The only ones the only ones in front of him are Mahomes, Allen, and Murray. Not necessarily in that order. So so Bobby, just for just for like a real life those, example. Those, those are the three guys better than Rogers. Like fantasy. a real life example of like people who are going round five last year, like Zach Ertz, Devontae Parker, Le'Veon Bell, Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift. And then you have quarterbacks going behind them like Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. I think mm-hmm. depend I think you have to look at how your roster's made up. Right. And like a lot there are gonna be a lot of people in round five who are not gonna hit. Round five and six we're not gonna hit. And quarterback, you're more likely if you're getting one of those top guys that they're gonna give you a top performance. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're looking at. Is do you need someone who's going to give you a top performance? Do you have a lot of risk on your team? Or right. are you pretty well set and then you can so, take take a shot at someone who has more upside? Right. And we're going to let so that be my, the last thing, right. Rob. We've, we've, we've okay. berated this point. We're going to move on to the next thing. Okay. Uh, before Because I know Bobby's about to jump back into it and, and defending himself. But we've defended each other enough on all this one. So we're going to move on. The next thing I do want to talk about is actually something Bobby dove into. And we start in this round. We see a lot of old school court or wide receivers start to get drafted. I mentioned OBJ a minute ago, um, and then we have some new school wide receivers: CD Lamb, Deontay Johnson, and, and Chase. 
Um, so there's there's actually a pretty good handful. So OBJ, Juju's in this round. Lockett is actually in this round. Galladay is in this round uh, versus the newer guys. Um, and Galladay, and some of these guys, like I said, I wouldn't say Galladay's old. I wouldn't say J, uh, Juju's old, but they're in, in the fantasy world. They're, they're known names versus Lamb. Deontay Johnson and Chase are pretty new second-year type guys or first-year guys that we're looking at. So I want to highlight one that it's, it's on my list of what I think is a pretty good value. Um, and the reason why I think he is is because of what he should have been last year. And I'm, I'm terrible at talking about that. Um, this is probably a piece where you don't want to necessarily listen to me um, because I do look at guys like uh, Kenny Galladay is the guy I'm talking about here who I think could have been great last year. Um, and just got injured and, and didn't have the opportunity to really play like he should have. So let me tell you why I think he's valuable in this spot and where I think you can really look at, again, getting a guy that in a later round, and, and you got to find the right ones, and if you're finding the right ones, your team is going to the championship. So here's Kenny Galladay. First thing uh, for us Northerners that is really interesting, and I don't know if anybody knew this, but I became even a bigger fan of Kenny Galladay when I found this out. His freshman year in college – was spent at the University of North Dakota fighting Sioux. John, I know you're happy about that. I was very happy about that when I saw it. I thought that was really cool. Uh, and he played great. He had like eight touchdowns and close to 1,000 yards. I mean, he was a stud. Yeah, I was just going to say that I don't care where anyone played. I tried to not be biased, but I knew you loved him because you're – Entire strategy is around bias of who you like and who you don't like. My entire so now my draft strategy does. I always have to have a Viking on my team where I know I'm going to suck. But anyway, so going into this, so two full seasons. He played two really full seasons in Detroit. Uh, last year he got injured, um, but the two full seasons he had, he averaged about 68 catches, 1100 yards on 117 targets. So he gets the ball now. New offensive system with the Giants. Um, I personally believe the system is built better. Um, the team is built better than what the Detroit Lions were. Um, so the New York Giants, I think, are a better team. They have better opportunities. You know, with more uh, talent around Galladay as far as wide receivers go, uh, he's not necessarily going to be focused on in every snap by the defense because you got to worry about Barkley. you got to worry about um, just the overall offense in general besides just Galladay. Um, and I, I personally believe that his quarterback isn't all that bad. I think that uh, he could be pretty good at the end of the, the year. Um, and, and, and on top of that, the part where I think Galladay really has a lot of value is he has the capability of putting up a lot of touchdowns. Um, 11 touchdowns is, is the most he's had in the season. At the end of the day, the fear you have with a guy like Kenny Galladay is really quite simple. It's all the question marks. He's coming off an injury. He's on a new team. These are things to be afraid of, which is why I think you can get him out of him later in the draft. He may not even be a fifth-round draft pick. He could be a sixth-round draft pick. He could be a seventh-round draft pick. Um, but this is where I see some value in, in the guy. Do either of you have uh, people in that those um, those names that we've mentioned that you want to talk about? Bobby, you already talked about Deontay. I, I mentioned I mentioned Deontay Johnson. The only thing I would say against Galladay um, that you're saying are positives of like he's in a he's on a new team with a better offense. Well, I don't know necessarily about that. His quarterback's definitely got worse. Um, 
So I'm shying away from Galladay personally this year. If I'm looking at that tier that we have at the beginning of that, uh, that fifth round here with Galladay, Lamb, Johnson, Beckham, Chase, um, you know, you mentioned Juju Lockett as some of the guys that get taken later on in the round here. Um, I'm taking almost all of those guys before I'm taking Galladay. And that's why I just said he could be a sixth or seventh round guy. Uh, he moved up our list primarily because um, Bobby had Galladay in round four. You had him right where you had him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I had him. Were, but again, we, he's a guy I had value in. I really right. think he's he is a good value pick here. And, and here Bobby says, I have all these guys going before him. <laughs> I do now. Yeah. As now, we yeah. needed Bobby so, to do a little bit more research before he did his mock draft, apparently, because it's it's definitely monitored, uh, changed a few things as he's talked. Which yeah. we'll I think talk he just saw my year. mock draft and he don't, realized don't. how much better it was. I don't yeah, know about you, but, but information changes my mind. <laughs> I don't disagree. Very good, yeah. John. You have anybody in that tier that you want to talk about? I, I know you got two guys that I, I think you've been kind of chomping at the bit to discuss tonight. Yeah, I mean, with I mean, I talked about how much I love Dak this year, and even with his injury, I'm I'm still not worried about it at this point. I think with that, I'm I'm high on uh, Lamb and Cooper, and for Lamb, with the five games that he played with Dak, he averaged six catches and 85 yards, and for that for a year would be 90 catches and almost 1,400 yards. And he would have been, you know, right with Jefferson in the top wide receiver for a rookie. And I think there's really no reason to expect them to change that. I think there's there's a lot of mouths to feed. I think they're probably going to try and get Zeke back in the game more. But I think CD just has breakout potential. He's that guy that I'm – that I see going in the between fourth and sixth round that could give you, you know, first or second round value. And I think that's why I try to get rounds five and six are those guys who could um, really produce in those first two, three rounds. And th- those are the guys who will help you win compared to a Galladay who I don't think really has that upside. I think the other guy, the other guy I like of, of the names we had was Chase. If we look at Chase and just what he did with um, Burrow at LSU for their last year together, he had 84 catches, almost 1,800 yards, 21 Ooh. yards per catch, and 20 touchdowns. 20 and, touchdowns. I know it's college, no. but still, that seems uh, that's a lot. Outrageous. Still, that's got to be we, like close to the best ever. Yeah, by a receiver. Just for like insane wide receiver stats, I know I'm kind of uh, I'm going way back, but um, one stat that just that I saw and it just amazed me: in the last 26 games, how many touchdowns would you say Devontae Adams has in the last 26 games he played? Give us a stat, Bob. I, I'm going with 25. Yeah, it's got to be over 20. 28. He has 28 touchdowns in 26 games. Yeah, that's pretty good. And he's going to be paired with the best quarterback in the league again. He, he might be jumping to number one for over God, Hill. Are you like, Sorry, you're all I'm, over the place? I'm tonight. jumping all I'm going to go. You said an amazing wide receiver stat. Yeah, so Joe, this is, this is where we need to go back to our another amazing wide receiver stat. We need to go back to our original 
idea for the podcast where we have a mute button for Bobby and we can just hit it whenever we want. That, that's probably wise. No, it's definitely warranted. So the, <laughs> the last thing I want to say on Chase is Burrow played 10 games last year and he threw the ball over 400 times. Which was, times. which was easily would have been the league leader in pass attempts. And I think there's no reason to think that Chase isn't going to get a lot of those. And their offensive <laughs> line still sucks, so... They're going to be – their offensive line sucks. Their defense sucks. Their running back is, has had one good year. They're going to throw right. the ball. Yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all, John. I, I, mm-hmm. And there's other wide receivers, by the way, guys, in Cincinnati that, uh, that could be pretty stellar. And we'll talk about a few of them, uh, maybe one more tonight. But, uh, you know, there's, there's definitely some opportunity out there for – that team, if they can just get some offensive line. All right, let's go to the next uh, six picks here so we can get moving through some of these and, and get you guys to the end of our, our mock draft here. Um, the next six picks, uh, the first team here is Team 7, who drafted Zeke in the first round, um, Zeke Elliott, and next pick they had Kelvin Ridley, Josh Jacobs, Mike Evans, and went number 55, we have Juju Smith-Suster. Uh, pick Team 8, Kelsey Harris, Mahomes, Thielen, and 56th pick in the draft. They went with Lockett from Seattle. Uh, then we have pick team nine, uh, Hill, Mixon, Waller, Dobbins, and went with Lamar Jackson at pick number 57. Team 10, Eckler, Hopkins, Allen, Montgomery, and went with number 58, Andrews, the tight end out of Baltimore. Um, number 11 had Stefan Diggs, Chubb, Carson Cooper, and at pick 59 went with Russell Wilson. And then finally, team number 12 has Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, Gaskin, McLaurin, and at pick number 60 went with Cortland Sutton out of Denver wide receiver. Um, now, again, with these guys, uh, it kind of ties to the last thing we just talked about. Some of those older wide receivers, you see Juju and Lockett here. Um, and then some, uh, you know, it really the, the next thing that comes up to me that I think is, is interesting, and it's, again, seeing value where you see it, um, we have Andrews being the next tight end. Mark Andrews out of Baltimore being the next tight end off the board for tight ends over what a lot of people might say could be pits here. Um, there's a couple other guys that kind of jump in in that opportunity. Um, anybody have an opinion on the on really the next tight ends after we get past Waller? Yeah, I think I love the top three tight ends, and after that, I'm, I think the more drafts I do, the more I don't want to draft another tight end for a while. I think the the argument for Andrews is that. He was on the field for, you know, under 60% of the snaps for Baltimore last year, but he still had 25% of the targets. But he had 25% of 370 targets, 370 um, throws from Lamar. So even though he gets a quarter of the throws sent his way, it's a running team. And it's a running team that has – now has Sammy Watkins and Rashad Bateman. So there's more targets there. There's more mouths to feed, and they're still going to run the ball. 
I think so, where Mark Andrews' value is is scoring touchdowns. You know, that's the one thing. They get into the red zone, and they can't run it every time. And, and I think that's where Mark – he's a big target, big body. He's got good hands. I think it's where he comes into play. But I agree with you, John. I think it is tough to look at tight ends. Um, but if there is values, I, I think we go to a little bit of Bobby's argument here that he had earlier about his whole quarterbacks and drafting a basically an unknown commodity and hoping that that becomes the guy, right? You know, Bobby mentioned all of these quarterbacks that, you know, oh, this guy, that guy, you know, Herbert. Herbert last year and, you know, Mahomes a couple years before that, you know, whatever all Bobby said. But that's where I think Pitts might be the guy. He might be the next most valuable tight end because next year we could be talking about Pitts like we talk about Waller. Think about it. I mean, I know Kelvin Ridley's there, okay, and he's going to obviously occupy some people on the outside. Who else is there to catch footballs in that offense in Atlanta? Can you guys name anybody? No. Russell Gage. There you go. Zacchaeus. Sounds like a guy from the Bible. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding. That's where, I th- again, I think if you're going to take a tight end, and it doesn't have to be fifth round. I mean, if you get Andrews in the sixth or seventh round or the eighth round, that's value, okay? that. For tight ends, you're getting a guy then, that's fine. But if you're going to take a, a in my opinion, if a, if a tight end is coming off the board in round five or six and it's not named Waller, not named Kittle, not named Kelsey, I think it's Pitts. Only for the pure sake of saying, hey, this guy could be something bigger than what he is now. Okay, so, so in a full point PPR, what would you expect to get out of a tight end that you're drafting at that spot? What do you at the end of the season? How many points per game? Fantasy points total. I mean, whatever way you want to look at it. What are you thinking that you're going to get out of that position? So what you know to answer that, I need to know more exactly how many like how many points is Kelsey? So Travis Kelsey last year in a full PPR got 312 points. Well, how many points per game? You're asking me points per game. Points so how many? 20, how many 20.9. 20.9 points per game. Waller, so if I'm taking Waller a tight end, 17.4. Yeah, if then, I'm taking a tight end here, I'm looking at 12, 14, 12 to 14 points. So, so 12 to 14 points puts him at tight end three on average from last season. Mm-hmm. Only pre, only people get uh, above him would be Kelsey Waller, and then Mark Andrews uh, averaged 12.2 points per game. Okay. Yep. That put him at 170 total points uh, for the season. Okay. The best ever rookie tight end season ever in fantasy football, Evan Ingram, 141.6. You know what the best That's part the about what you just said? best one Bobby? ever, Joe. You know the best part about what you just said? I know what we I just had said. A, we made a bet that year. And 141 points out of your tight end position puts you at tight end 15 from last year. Who is Evan Ingram? You know, it's funny. I'm not even kidding you. Nine points per game. Joe, what had to happen in that season is two major wide receivers went down 
and the only person to throw the ball to was the rookie tight end. Okay. My point that I'm saying is that you are not very wise. I would not advise someone at, you know, in the fifth, sixth round turn there to be taking Pitts, who is in the best season that a rookie has ever had at the tight end position, the 15th tight end in fantasy. He'll, he'll, potentially have a couple big weeks for you. I'm not going to deny that by any means, but it is unlikely that he has significantly better than the best ever tight end season we've ever seen in fantasy football. That was 64 okay. catches, 722 right. yards and six touchdowns. I got a bet. Let's do it. I bet that Pitts has the best ever season by a rookie tight end. Easy. I'm he will not get more than that okay bet it's done bet. i bet i'm in a hundred percent i will take that bet all day and twice on sunday can i bet you again about him like <laughs> is there some other bet we can make about pits because i love this let's, let's keep going <laughs> okay so you're saying well, let's clarify this bet i'm saying pits will have a better season than evan ingram did his rookie 141.6 points if he has done. any less you win that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I just noticed something in the stats that I'm looking at. Looking at half-point PPR. Damn it. But my point is still made, so I'll switch my, I'll, I'll switch my chart here that I'm referencing to half-point instead of full-point PPR. Just for the sake of this argument so that we can know what's going on. Either way, well, yeah, it's just, it just has point. to be, he has to beat Evan Ingram. He has That's to beat the Ingram. Okay. How you, I, I do have Evan Ingram's stats on a full point PPR. Let me take a look at this. What did I say? 64 catches, 722 yards, six touchdowns. So it's a better, it's a better year than he had last year. That's that's 170, right? Okay. So 170 a full point. So 172.2. <laughs> and that would have been tight end. 172.2. That one. 172.2 in a full point PPR. He would have right. been the same tight end 15, I'm sure. Maybe more, I guess, because of. Yeah, he would have been about tight end three last year. All right, we can move on from that. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, the bet. Yeah, that's that, the bet. We the got bet down. is 172 points. Yep. Got, got, well, not 100. Well, yeah. Full yeah. point PPR, he's got to beat. Ingram's year. All right, uh, next piece on this list, and and just something to, to talk about because there was another quarterback taken here. Um, I do want to spend a little bit of time talking about the next next stack of quarterbacks. So, really, what we have here is quarterbacks is Prescott, Jackson, and Wilson all going in that round, with Herbert actually going around six. I think those are four good ones to talk about, just to give a little bit of information on for those listening. Uh, that are thinking about those guys being available for them in, in later rounds in the draft. Um, one guy I'm just going to talk a, a quick little tidbit on uh, is Justin Herbert. And then I'll let, um, if anybody else wants to talk about the other two that are on that list, uh, John, you already talked about Dak a little bit. I'm going to talk about Justin. Uh, the first thing I'm going to say is, did anybody see like the TikTok video of him throwing the ball on one foot, like 60 yards in the air for a touchdown at practice? Joe, I've been telling you to get off the talk for years. (laughs) 
I don't even know if it was TikTok. It might have been Instagram. But, dude, the freaking dude's got a cannon. I, you know, second coming of Pat Mahomes. Poor man's Pat Mahomes is what I wrote down in my notes. Um, he can make plays with his legs. He can make plays with his arms. Uh, and not only that, here's a stat that I'm going to throw at you guys that is, uh, I think, a pretty, pretty good tell of the kind of intelligence that this guy has. He played five, five years. If you look at college at Oregon, he played for four years there. He started as a freshman. And he played, obviously, one year in the NFL. How many interceptions do you think he had total thrown in those five years? Twenty-five. Bobby, your guess? You might be looking at Bobby's looking at no. Skip Bobby. I'm, I'm still trying to get my tight end stuff to lower. Oh, don't I worry about that. He had I, he threw twenty-three interceptions total over a five-year span. The guy is making great throws. He's smart. Last year he had ten interceptions, which is his most as a rookie, guys. As a rookie. Okay. He didn't play every game last year in a 17 game pace. Had he played every game, well, and and you know, so on and so forth. This year's 17 games. He would have had 4,900 yards passing and 41 total touchdowns. He is valuable in this spot in the draft. Going in our in our mock draft, he goes in round six. I like him personally over Russell Wilson. Um, I I don't know about Dak. That's kind of hard. Lamar Jackson, I, I'm burnt on Lamar Jackson for me drafting him in the second round last year, which was a terrible decision in a different fantasy league. Guys from the Highlander, we know. Trust me, I know. Um, but I, I have him over. I have him over uh, Jackson. So I, I do have him in that top four or five quarterback category for me this year. Uh, and that's just a guy I thought I'd throw some stats out so you guys know about him. Well, uh, you mentioned the guy that I was going to talk about in, in kind of – contrast uh in russell wilson um russell wilson hasn't missed a game in his career knock on wood um i say that now and he's probably gonna get hurt he's, he's played every game in his career he has thrown for at least 30 touchdowns the last four seasons last two seasons he's gotten over four thousand passing yards uh oh and i haven't even mentioned the fact that he runs like a little like gazelle or something. I don't even know what to call him, but he runs very smoothly. Um, almost as smooth as this, uh, this beer here. Bobby, quick, um, quick question for you on Russell Wilson. How many rushing touchdowns did he have last year? Two. How many did Tom Brady have? <laughs> I, I think he had two, but Tom Brady he, had three. So. But he had oh five, my God. The running had, quarterback Bobby knows and loves. But he had 513 rushing yards. Remember, okay. he had six. Okay, so there's a big difference um, in terms of total points from the from rushing. Um, I mean, he's a guy that's going to be able to get you something on the ground, as well as at least you know your top tier quarterbacking. If if I'm taking a quarterback in this round, um, it's probably going to be Russell Wilson. With those amazing rushing stats and all, it, it's mostly mostly his passing, and hopefully this year they actually let Russ cook. Russ Cook in last year scored forty passing touchdowns. I, mean, his- I actually think it's kind of funny if you take a look at his picture from last year versus his picture from this year. 
He looks pissed off at the world in his Seattle Seahawks picture. I just think it's kind of funny. I think personally Russell Wilson is going to have a down year. I think last year was a down year for Russell Wilson. Uh, he's getting older. Bobby and I made a bet about the Seahawks a while back. I'm still sticking to it. I think they suck. Um, they have a better team than they really they're, – they're, they, their record is better than what it really is. Uh, mm-hmm. I think personally, bold prediction here, I don't think the Seahawks even sniff the playoffs. I think that the the Rams and the Cardinals both, both finish ahead of them. And, oh, by the way, just so happens that the San Francisco 49ers just a few years back were in the fucking Super Bowl. I think Seattle is on its way out, and Russell Wilson is as well. And that, that could very well be true. Yeah, that's just my opinion. But if they are losing in so many games, they're going to be passing a lot. Russell Wilson's stats are going to uh, benefit from that. I mean, how many times do we see quarterbacks on bad teams or mediocre teams winning you your weeks because they are doing all that junk time scoring? I agree. All right, so let's uh, just to kind of fast forward and get us through this last little bit here. Um, I'm going to actually go through the last 12 picks. I'm just going to name them off, uh, and then at the end, we'll all pick kind of our favorite team, and you can highlight what team these guys have been picked on. Um, so going back to the last round here in our mock draft, at pick 61, we have Pitts. Pick 62, we have Higgins. 63, we have Devontae Smith. 64, we have Mike Davis running back for Atlanta. 65, we have Edmonds running back for Arizona. 66, we have Herbert, who I just spoke of. 67, we have Kareem Hunt from Cleveland. 68, we have Jay Williams. Uh, I believe that's a guy from Denver, the running back, new running back from Denver. Um, and then at 69, we have Brendan Ayuk, wide receiver with the 49ers. Number 70, of Robbie Anderson, wide receiver for Carolina. 71, we have James Robinson, running back in Jacksonville. And 72, we have Henderson Jr. running back now with the Rams. Um, so I'm going to talk briefly on, I think this is, you see some more running backs come here in round six, and I think this is another tier of running backs to discuss. I want to talk briefly about Henderson Jr. Uh, I'm going to talk about why I'm actually down on Henderson Jr. So last year, Henderson started 11 games last year for the LA Rams. He had 624 yards rushing in those 11 games, averaged 4.5 a carry, um, and five touchdowns. So this is a guy that just basically pseudo became named the starting running back um, for the L.A. Rams, uh, replacing Cam Akers because of an injury. And I'll be honest with you, those numbers, looking at them and talking about it and looking through this stuff, that's not very impressive. Um, They need a running back there, and he's going to play. He's going to have a couple decent weeks, but he's not Cam Akers. And, and where people had Cam Akers going in round two, round three in their mock drafts before the injury, I don't think you just automatically slot Daryl Henderson into that position. I think he's somebody that does fall to round six. And maybe round six or seven, you're happy because you're getting a starting running back. Um, but he was given every opportunity to win that job last year and lost it. He will be given the opportunity to win that job again this year, and I honestly don't know that he'll hold on to it. So my my – personal thing with him is yes he is in round six for us here and he'll probably be drafted higher overall in drafts that you see um but that's kind of where we have him, and and that's where my opinion states on him any other running backs here you guys want to talk about before we go into our favorite teams i, yeah, just wanna... I think on henderson quick just yeah, to uh check joe henderson had a higher higher yard per average rushing 
than Cam Akers. Cam Akers had 4.3. Daryl Henderson had 4.5. And Henderson had more receptions than Akers. So I think I think Henderson is going up for me just because there's not much behind him. And I think I like the offense more with Stafford than with Goff, even if I don't like it that much more. Um, I, I just think there's enough opportunity where him compared to the other guys, they're still on the board. I just think he has more upside, but I think they'll have to see, watch the preseason, see how it plays out, and see how they use him. Good point. Very good point, Bobby. Anything? Anybody you want to highlight in that running back group? Uh, I would. I would have to say Mike Davis uh, is one guy to really keep an eye on. He's one of the few bell cows left in the draft at this point. Uh, last year in Carolina, we saw what he did in the twelve games. Uh, he was good enough to be running back 12 on a um, total points. Um, you know, so if you break that down points per game, he's even a little bit better. Um, but in total points, you got 206 uh, last season. Good for a running back one in a 12 team league that slotted in at number 12. Um, and you're getting them on a, conceivably a little bit of a better offense. The Falcons actually lost a lot of games really close last year. Um, they're, they're a little bit better. It's kind of weird to say, but they're a little bit better than they, they maybe seem. Um, also, if you look at Mike Davis and then the rest of the depth chart for the Falcons at the running back position, um, it's Mike Davis and then like Quadri Allison, uh, Javian Hawkins, Caleb Huntley, the who? I mean that that's what I'm looking at. They do have Cordell Patterson, uh, but he's not going to be the, the the running back to go to there. It's going to be Mike Davis, and then it's going to be Mike Davis again, and then they're going to give Mike Davis the ball another time. He's not coming off the field. And if I can get a bell cow running back in round six, give that to me all day long. Yeah, I think the, the the other guy I like who I think it's easy to pass him over because he's the backup is Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt, even though Nick Chubb served 12 games, Kareem Hunt still ended up as RB10 in full PPR. So he still has a lot of value. The quarterback is still Baker Mayfield, so they're still going to want to run the ball. They want to keep the ball out of – Baker's hands as much as they can and I mean they're they're not going to want to risk Chubb getting hurt so they're going to want to mix it up I think he just he's going to provide you points every week at this point I think if you have a lot of guys if you just need someone who has a decent floor at this point I think Hunt provides you with kind of the safest pick of he's going to give you production at running back which in in the fifth, sixth round, it's hard to find production at running back, and Hunt gives that to you. He's going to be involved. They're not going to, you know, rub, they're not going to run Chubb, you know, 350 times. They're going to split it up, and he's going to be in there on third downs. And then he might not get the, the goal line rushes that Chubb gets, but he's still going to score touchdowns and get catches. Yeah. Um. One other guy just to mention would be Edmonds. Um, 
in Arizona again. Just for me, if if you're gonna be having a running back on on the potential NFL MVP uh, team, Edmonds is gonna outperform that draft position in the round in the sixth round. And again, he's uh, yeah, they have um, Connors, James Connor, Connor. James Connor. I was gonna say who's that guy from Pittsburgh? <laughs> they have Connor. Um, he Connor was injury prone for a good chunk of his career here. Uh, you never knew when he was going to actually finish a game. Um, and then he would always play through those injuries and everything. I just see Edmonds as someone who's going to, like he did last year, he's going to grab that job. He's going to take it and run with it. Uh, no pun intended. So he's another guy that I would like uh, to look at, at least in that sixth round, if you're looking for a running back at that point. Yeah, he's that guy who, of of the running backs available, like he's the guy who could be, uh, you know, first three round draft pick next year. Yeah, if yeah. He, if he if wins he, the job, I don't think I think all of us agree with that. I mean, if he outright beats Connor and and becomes a three down running back, he is a, a top running back next yeah. year. Yeah, and that yeah, would I, be that would be the fear is that um, Connor comes in on some short yarded stuff and and steals a few little things away from him here and there and vultures some goal line carries. And then Edmonds' stats don't look as good. Yeah, and that could happen too, but who knows. Yeah, you're, right, also, uh, you're also going to have Kyler taking touchdowns away and rushing attempts, but yeah, he wants to become a pure passer, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we will. All right, uh, one. right, I'm going to put a little asterisk on this whole thing. So we've talked now through 72 picks. Uh, one thing that obviously has happened between now and the time we did our mock drafts is number one, Bobby did some research. Apparently, um, <laughs> he also stopped drinking. What was that rainbow shit you had today? No, it wasn't rainbow rain- shit. It was rainbow shit. Rainbow oh, oh, road. Sorry. Rainbow sherbet. Rainbow sherbet sour, Joe. Jesus. Rainbow road. You you remember uh, Mario Kart, right? Everybody remembers Mario Kart. Yes. Rainbow road, delicious, delicious beer. I think it's still ridiculous that whatever. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, I am. I'm polishing off my straight edge, John. I'm polishing this off. It is. It really is very good stuff. Um, and everybody, I think, should look it up. Just saying. It's out of all places. It's from Napa, California, and maybe that's why because I like wine. So well, yeah, yeah, Joe, because it, it's finished in wine barrels. Yeah. See, that's why I like it. Yeah. That's why I like it. I had some good wine tonight, too. Anybody ever had TaylorMade? Not the golf club. The winery. Very good. Very good wine. Um, Anyway, um, going back into this. So injuries are obviously affected this draft. You know, we have Michael Thomas in the second round. He's not going there anymore. He's going in the fifth or sixth round and even maybe later in some drafts. Dak, we do have him here in round five. He could still go in that round, but the concern some people have about his shoulder could drop him down. Uh, We mentioned Devontae Smith. Uh, he does have an injury. He may not dra- be drafted in the top six rounds. Obviously, uh, Akers is gone. You know, we took him out of our draft knowing that. Uh, but figuring out where to put in Henderson was always a debate. So, you know, there's definitely and, injuries. Got to be aware of that. Right. And, and the one thing as we get going. The one other thing that we uh, didn't have in here was Aaron Rodgers growing somewhere in, the, in that top six round. If, if we're advocating people to actually take a quarterback in rounds, you know, three through six. Um. Yeah, but he's a Packer, so nobody in the Aaron right Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers uh, is going to be someone taken up in that. 
three through six rounds. That, that's true. He could be gone. Um, I mean, and so that other... might that might affect things to a certain degree. Uh, but I don't think it's going to overly shift how our quarterbacks kind of laid themselves out. Yeah, I mean the other the quarterback. Draft. The other quarterback news is that Zach Wilson signed his deal since last time we talked. So you can move all the Jets up your board if you want. The yeah. Jets. <laughs> All the Jets, you know, uh, it, yeah. It, I I want to rename that team. You mean this? The, the sorry Jets need to now, and I'm always going to refer them to this. The Jests, like a jest, like that. a joke. The Jesters. Oh God! All right, the so, Jest. Uh, it's a this jest is kind of something show. funny. I I do a every a year, every year in in this in the Highlander League, I create the name tags. For every team, and we have a guy, JC. It's going out to you, JC. You're you're officially named on the podcast, so now you're infamous. <laughs> He's our lowly Jets fan in this league. And uh, last year, I think I made his name. Oh my God, Dar- the Darnold Trumps. <laughs> And he could he he absolutely despised Donald Trump, which made it even better. This year, because he listens to our podcast and he loves how we talk about the sorry Jets, you know damn well his name is gonna be the Sorry Jets. That is his name at it is put, happening. If anybody put it on the board listening, you now know that's exactly what it's gonna be. All right. Um, all right, so finalizing this, guys, uh, who's your team? Uh, you know, we're at round six here. Who's your team? Really who's quick, your favorite? What do we like? Really, really quick. I'll, I'll go last in terms of who I like, but really quick, I want to put a bow on this Kyle Pitts thing. I finally got my computer oh working. Oh, my God. So, so Joe, you got that mute 72 points. He doesn't. I, I, I muted his mute button. 172 points. We're talking points per game. That's 12 points per game. Again, a lot of these other wide receivers that you're going to be taking are going to get more than 12 points per game. 12 points per game. That puts you last season between quarterback or tight end six and seven. It's Mark Andrews, Mike Gusecki. Um, they were at 170 points. So, you, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to take Mike Gusecki or someone that's going to put up if they have the best season they could ever possibly have. Um, is their their ceiling is Mike Kosicki? No, I'm not taking that in the fifth, sixth round. Bobby, was Mike Kosicki so, taken in the third or fourth overall? Well, fourth overall in the in the NFL draft? No, he was wasn't. Evan Ingram taken fourth overall in the NFL draft. Uh, Evan Ingram was taken in the first round. Yeah, but was he fourth overall? Uh, I don't think he was. I think okay. it was like picked- and and by the way, after taking that player, did that team that so they Joe, were on proceed to trade away their best wide receiver? So Joe, um, I'm Vernon saying, Davis is like, the closest. Joe, to your point, you you made a point about you know draft capital. Vernon Davis was the closest to fourth overall at sixth overall when he was drafted. What about his the rookie season? Yeah, his rookie season. He he got twenty catches for two hundred sixty five yards and three touchdowns. Vernon Davis is not Kyle Pitts number one, and Vernon Davis went to a completely different offense than what Kyle Pitts is going into, and on a completely saying, different team. Okay, just looking at the high draft capital because that's the argument that you're making. T.J. Hawkinson, eighth overall, thirty two yep. catches, thirty six yards, two touchdowns. 
Also Eric not Ebron, Kyle Pitts, tenth. and also had guys like uh, Kenny Galladay. That I think that's the year that Kenny Galladay had so, eleven touchdowns. Bob, Bobby, I think the thing you're missing is they drafted him fourth overall and traded Julio. I think what you want to do is if your draft is later, watch preseason and see how they use him. Is he lining up at wide receiver? Like, yes, that's my point. That's Bobby's that's what you want to watch for because of those things. He is a tight end on paper. Yeah, he. I think he's. Yeah, I think you, the reason may... for drafting picks Pitts is he's going into the New Orleans Jimmy Graham role. Absolutely. I think that's you're drafting him thinking that you're getting Jimmy Graham as a Saint who is a first round pick. Mm-hmm. I, you guys make good points and go ahead and take Kyle Pitts all day long. I will reap the benefits of yeah. that. It's it's a it's a high risk pick that. If it pays off, you could win your league with that pick, or you could lose your league on that pick because he could get, you know, sixty points like a normal tight end, rookie tight end. Right. Yep. Thank you. That that's the that's the whole point I've been trying to make this whole time. Yeah, and you're gonna All lose right. the bet. All right, pick okay. your teams, guys. Pick them. Who do we got? John, you're first. All right. I like team two going through this. Looking through every team, team two, I love every pick they made. You start off with, you know, top two running back and cook. You have Miles Sanders. You have A.J. Brown, another top, you know, 7-8 wide receiver. You have Robert Woods, an improved offense. He should get more touchdowns with Stafford throwing the ball. You have C.D. Lamb. So you have your third wide receiver who could end up as a top 10 wide receiver. And then you finish that off with James Robinson as your third running back, who was a top five running back last year. So really you have a ton of upside you don't have a lot of risky picks, and then really you're just looking to fill out your team with um, a quarterback and a tight end. Like it, Bobby. Who do you got? Um, I'm. I mean, I, I've been looking at a couple different slots here between seven and ten, and I think I'm going to lean in to um, pick seven. Ah, uh, no. I take that back. Pick five. Pick five. Saquon Barkley. Then you get DJ Metcalf. Uh, DK Metcalf. Sorry. You get Gibson. You get Cup. You you grab Beckham Jr. And then you're throwing in uh, Jonathan Williams. Uh, or uh, Yeah, Williams as your backup running back, essentially. So you get two guys that could potentially end at running back ones. Uh, Gibson, I think, was one slot out of uh, – he was 13th overall running back last year. He has a potential to jump into that top seven, possibly, um, with like another great season. Barkley, he's going to end up in the top five. you got two great running backs. you got good wide receiver depth with Beckham, Cup, and Metcalf. Um, you're, you're throwing in a, uh, an elite flex every single week, especially if Beckham can return to like all caps OBJ. Um, and then you have Williams who should, as the year goes on, take over that, uh, that Denver backfield. Um, I just don't see Melvin Gordon as someone that's really going to hold on to that backfield, but he did last year somehow, some way. Um, and so you never know, but I, I do, I, I, I see that fifth pick as being something really good there. 
Very good. Well, my computer just died, so I lost the teams that were in front of me. But I do, I, I do want to go back to the team that I picked actually last time, and I think I'm going to talk about them again. I think it was Kamara Swift, uh, Godwin, who else? Robinson and Robinson, Godwin, Prescott, and then Ayuk. Yeah, so that team, I, I really do, I do like that team. I talked a little bit about quarterbacks in around five and six being of value. You know, I think Dak is something that. If he comes anywhere close to what he started last year, you're yeah. looking at a team right there that has two solid running backs. Now, Swift is a little bit of a concern because he's not guaranteed to be the, the workhorse. Um, but I do like him, and I do think he will. And even if he's not, he's still going to be the main third down guy catching balls on the backfield. I mean, so, Swift, Swift is a mini Kamara. It's like Kamara is not a workhorse. So yeah. It's the same thing. A- absolutely. So I think that team to me is very attractive. I think, again, like John said, they've made really good picks throughout. Um, I do think that would be a good squad overall. Yeah. Joe, one thing to highlight of the three teams we picked, none of them drafted a tight end and only one quarterback was taken. So as much as we talk about there's value in quarterbacks and tight ends, I mean, you still have to draft. You still have to draft the best player. And there's only so many running backs and wide receivers. So Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great point. A very great point. And that's that's three guys that have you know, we've all won our championships in different leagues that we've played in throughout this throughout the years. And um, that's an example right there. I think it's a great point you make right there, John. All right, any final thoughts? I mean, this is it, guys. We've talked about uh, you know the first six rounds. That's what we promised you at the beginning. Um, I'll let you guys say final thoughts, and then I'll go go ahead and go over the uh, the next mock or the next uh, podcast that we'll be talking about here soon. I mean, we'll headway to the next podcast where we talk about sleepers. But I think that's where we're going to see some more Jets picks from me. <laughs> them, them sorry Jets. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps it up. That's the ultimate mock draft rounds one through six. What do you think, John? I think it went pretty good. What about you, Bobby? Any thoughts? Silence. Nothing but silence. I'm not surprised. That's the first time. I, it, hopefully it's not the, well, it might be the last time. <laughs> Uh, anyway, next you'll be hearing from us is our sleeper picks. This is anybody really outside the top six rounds. Uh, there are some good guys in there. I definitely want to tune into that one if uh, you guys are fantasy football nerds like us. Uh, and then you'll hear some positional rankings from us as we uh, get ready and get you prepared for your draft. So we'll listen to you or we'll be uh, looking forward to next time and see you then.